Hello and welcome to the Poetry Podcast 101. I'm uh, your host, Matt and today we will be uh, doing something slightly different. We will be doing some freestyle poetry, so I have no idea how well it will go. Right, here we go. Tea pours into an empty cup. Alone, on the street corner, a man holds his cupper. Scared and alone. With only the light of the city to keep him from falling into the dark abyss. Scared, alone, and empty, he looks around. Unable to make out any figures in this dark, barren world. Walks up and down. Unable to see anything. But he sees an angel land on the street beside him, glowing with warmth and hope pink hair, suddenly filling his world with colour. He sees it now, finally, why some people wanted to dream. He finishes his shift, selling the newspapers for old man Bertrand, then he goes home. To this day, he still thinks about it. That encounter. That angel. Right there. Right then. She was beautiful. Simple hope in a world that was oppressed and dark and dingy and colourless. So much colour in her hair. She, he wonders to himself. The bold spirit that coloured her hair like that. The dreamer, the f- dreamer of freedom, who's who looks at society and wants to be different, setting his heart ablaze. Man walks out, walks up to old man Bertram, gives his notice him. But this life is not his life to live anymore. Maybe it was when he'd given up. But instead, he becomes a writer. He writes and writes and writes and writes and writes until he can't write anymore. And then one day, picked up in a newspaper. And he knows what it's all about, this desire to write, to help people, to be different, to do something different. And that's how he starts writing. Alright, we're going to do another one and then have a little interlude. So, let's go. 
fires, fires everywhere, consuming the city, consuming the world. It all burns, burns down, burns to ash. That's all one man can see out of his eyes. He can only see the fire, the fire that rages, fire that rages in his soul forever. No matter what, he can't seem to soothe his fire. His hands burn with fire. He burns in this world that he created with fire. And he burns every part of him to ash. Because he's too consumed by the everlasting flame. That he never wondered if he needed all that fire. If it could have been solved with diplomacy, with grace, with, with kindness. But no, he chose the fire. He chose to burn it all down, to burn it all to ash. But a couple of years later, a flower blooms from the ash of the charred corpse. A girl sits playing with a dandelion. The dandelion that grew out of it. Picking it up, putting it in her journal. She goes out. And she sees the errors of man's ways. She talks to all the victims that are still alive. And she helps them. She heals them. She helps them get over it. And together they they rebuild they rebuild from the man's ashes like a beautiful phoenix civilization becomes together again and there's no fire this time not really sometimes there's arguments sometimes there's discussion there's sometimes families break up sometimes sometimes people run away from home but really there's no fire. It all settles down. It barely blazes. Instead, there's there's a focus on empathy, on beautiful, beautiful empathy, on the ability to understand someone else's feelings, to put yourself in someone else's shoes. And so the girl the girl weeps, because that's what could have saved the man from burning if someone, if he had just known empathy, if he had just known empathy for once, then maybe he wouldn't have burned it all down, burnt down a whole civilization in his anger. And yes, she feels his fire. But she breathes, relaxes, takes a breath, thinks of her situation, and exhales and sits down on a grassy meadow and dreams and writes and sketches and listens to music as she takes a step back from it all. Because she refuses to be consumed in the same way as that man, the 
man who burned himself to ash out of fury, out of vengeance for what they did to him. And she weeps for that man because she, she pities him in a way. In a way, I think we all pity that man. But she knew him in a different man, as a different man as well. As a man before the fire, before the before he was concerned, consumed. She knew him as her father. have a little break <laughs> kind of got intense that uh poem but i'm just uh i'm just feeling them and just reading them out as uh no i'm not even reading them out uh i usually have like a little journal where i read them out but yeah i'm just speaking them as they come so who knows what can happen uh, i'm gonna try a different a new one and uh, maybe a, le- a little less intense one because <laughs> the one that last one was kind of just a bit too intense <laughs> but um you know i was just feeling angry and it yeah it was good all right bee buzzes around us in a meadow full of calm gentle trees dripping draping almost folding in the wind breezes <laughs> come and go Torrids sit down in the shade. Ice creams are handed out as kids run around full of energy, full of love, full of surprises. One kid covered in dirt and muck, another kid covered in food and beans and picnic stuff. Another kid's just falling asleep in the sun. A quiet, gentle day for those off work, enjoying themselves, relaxing, trying not to think about the next days where they're forced to spend time apart from their families, but just enjoying the present and the moment. And some families are playing rounders, tennis, you name it. Sports are a plenty in this world. And they're all distant from each other, but they still wave. Kids are finding it hard to get to grips with this new world. But. We look around us and we smile, for we adapt. And that is what humans do best, adapt. So we adapt to this new world full of rules, full of strains of rules that we have to follow. Some that don't even make any sense. An incapable government trying to set 
rules that make little to no sense, but we, to this day, we relax. Everyone relaxes. They put their feet down, they rest their, their weary feet. And they rest their weary minds as well. And the outdoor space. Far, far enough apart from each other, but close enough so they can see. They can just see everyone having fun, enjoying the sun, enjoying ice creams, enjoying the gentle cold breeze of a summer day. That's what it is, that's what life is, just enjoying the moment regardless of the future, present, regardless of the future or past. That's all it is. Nothing more, nothing less. That's the ideal life. So parents, so put your feet down, rest them, and join in the meadow. In the meadow that stresses far and wide. So uh, that was quite a nice one. Uh, S trying to keep black. Yeah. Mayfly buzzes around the pond. Fitters, fishes bask in the sunlight, full of warmth, full of light. The pond seems alive. Little fishes dart, dash, and make their home in this little space that they call home. That's all a home is, really. Somewhere to house you from the from the rain, from the sun, even when that gets too much. A little pond. Dogs run, even bathe themselves in the water, and swim a little bit. A little pond where events happen, where fishermen fish. And couples get together, couples break up, and it all becomes part of the history of the land. It's a little pond. Little pond that's home to so many critters, so many mayflies, dragonflies, they their larvae and wait for them to hatch. And this little pond. This little pond full of hopes and dreams. Which is where Dogs swim through. Grandmas, well, their grandkids, and feed the ducks that base, that bask in their glory. Quack, quack. That's what the duck says. Trying to communicate with a child staring at it. The child stares back and goes, Quack, quack. To which the duck responds, Quack, quack, quack. And so this back and forth happens for some time until the child moves on and decides the duck is not worth the conversation. 
offended. The duck goes back to his mate. And they look for food together, leaving the child alone. A small pond full of memories like that, full of events that define a lake that no one writes about, but are important nonetheless. Important to the people that have them. The memories that are made there will define that person's life. Little pond full of memories, full of hopes and dreams, and even heartbreaks, and sad stories, and kids running away, and people coming after they get fired from work just to sit. Now, the little pond keeps them all going, it welcomes them all, no matter what happened. That's the pond. It's not only home to the fish beneath it, to the mayflies that circle around it, to, to the dragonflies that leave the larvae. It's home to all the people who walk by, who have their first fishing day, who have their first walk with grandma, that take their first, the first walk with the dog. That's what the pond is, a home to everyone. Hey, so uh, I think I'm going to leave the uh, podcast here and upload it as it is now um because uh, it's <laughs> it's making quite a lot for me today i'm re- just realizing just coming up on the spot poetry and reading them was quite exhausting <laughs> so um yeah but i think this has been a good episode and uh, yeah eventually i would like to reach out to other poets as well i think uh that's part of my plan for this podcast as well so uh, if anyone has any ideas for what I should do next, um, I think uh, I'm on Twitter, uh, the Poetry Podcast 101. Look that up on Twitter and feel free to message us uh, with any ideas for the next episode. I've got a few episodes planned, but yeah, if anyone has some ideas of what they would want to try out or they want to be on the show as a poet, then uh, feel free to get in touch and um, cool. Enjoy, guys. Have a great uh, day or evening, wherever you're listening to this from. And I will see you next time. Enjoy.